0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Metal Shop podcast with me Big Frog and me Mike Castleberry. And this week we are coming at you over zoom 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 zoom. Doing the boom whole boom. quarantine thing. What are
1: you doing over there? Uh well, you know, uh I'm done with, you know, recovering from surgery. I went back to work for one week.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, 5 days, I guess you could say, but uh yeah, um they had us the you know they had us start working from home a week after i finally went back to work glad we're finally up and doing this we had to wait for you to recover from your surgery right for a little bit so you could talk and then uh then i think we just got lazy yeah and then <laughs> and know? then this all happened so that's pretty much it's work from home i finished up this semester of classes online and uh yeah we're uh, we're pretty much it's pretty much it.
0: <laughs> well, there you go. um so. Lonnie's been off all this time, so we've been hanging out and it's been cool, you know, but I mean, she dominates all my time, so that I haven't really had time to do much else, but like you know, I've been in charge of the entertainment for uh quarantine. So yeah, so I've been doing that but she went back to work today so um which is i guess good and bad i don't even know yeah so i'll have more time now but uh we've been getting into like um she's been getting a lot more nuanced in like what she likes about some of the music that we that we've been tripping on because uh-huh. uh she gets like an apple music like her favorites list it updates every week and like they give her like one week like a metal mix And then the other week is, like, the other music that she likes, which is, like, you know, basically pop and chill wave and shit like that. Yeah. So when they give her a metal mix, it really, like, they go deep in in the way that they put it together. I don't really know. Some kind of algorithm shit or whatever. But Lonnie's been tripping out on, like, you know, she's been really into Bill Ward lately. Been really into Clive Burr, you know? Yeah, she's just like, you know, because, like, She goes, like, Nico's better, technically better. She goes, but he plays some of that old shit wrong. And I'm like, yeah, he does. I'm like, you know what? Nobody ever (laughs) says that, but he does. You know, and so we've been uh, watching a lot of concert videos, tripping, you know, on a lot of stuff. And she's been tripping me out with some of the stuff that she's been um, noticing, let's just say.
1: Yeah. Well, I wouldn't so much as say he plays it wrong. But, um, he's played it his style. Right. He's a different type of drummer, so he's not trying to. He's not trying to do it exactly how Clive Burr did it. Right. He's doing it in his own, his own take on it. Right. Which, and I agree with that.
0: But there's sometimes, see, you know what? And it's almost when you're like when you're so inexperienced. Almost like uh, like Iron Man where Ozzy sings with the riff. Yeah. <laughs> it's because he kind of didn't know what else to do until he did that. There's sometimes when you're like not experienced as a drummer and you play along with the riff also.
1: Yeah, he does that a lot. Yeah, Clive Bird <laughs> did that a lot. And, yeah, and, that's like on Charlotte the Harlot the drum beat, it's like da 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 yeah <laughs> you know
0: yeah and and uh and Nico kind of sometimes corrects that shit like he like he yeah. makes it the way a real drummer would do it but it's not i don't know sometimes it doesn't go with the like for example in a number of the in number of the beast right when a breakdown it, down, it goes da 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 right the drums go right with the riff yeah. right when nico does it he does it like
1: <laughs> like you know like a uh so an extra little bit of a fill in
0: yeah it's it's like a it's he does it kind of like a like the way a fill would be he doesn't do it with the riff You yeah. know what I mean? I don't know. I guess it's a decision at what point, like at what point you're playing the song different or you're just playing it a different style. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's like that. I mean, there's also like one of the things that I kind of wish maiden would do, like, you know how I was telling you about that, uh, Def Leppard, the early years package. Oh yeah. They got, I like it. Well, I, I think it'd be sick if Maiden did like an official like Iron Maiden the early years oh, collection yeah. like that because um like I, I've said it before a million times I love Bruce Dickinson mm-hmm. but um I just don't think he fits the songs that well on the first two Iron Maiden records. Right. So when he does them, when he's doing the song Iron Maiden, it's because, you know, they're Iron Maiden and you kind of have to fucking play Iron Maiden. Right. But he does it in such a... I don't know. There's something about his voice that doesn't work with that song to me. Totally. That, you know, Paul's does because it's Paul's song. Right. So, and, be you know, the unfortunate fact is um, they don't have... You know they don't have any official live recordings that you can you know purchase of you know Paul singing those songs live. Well, it's all like bootlegs or like oh here's video from when they're at the uh, Rainbow Room, right? And and that like it's a lot of stuff that's like it's cool, but you know yeah, it's not. You you can't go and buy a CD. Of Paul Diano live, right with Iron Maiden. You
0: know? Yeah, then no, that really. <laughs> And the early years release that they did do, they put out like the best available shit, I guess that they have, but they just don't have um, anything because you know it was nineteen eighty, and they didn't have yeah. like you know they didn't have money to to, <laughs> to be recording everything, you know. So, damn, that's as much true. as that's one thing that I've that I've been um, loving about Kiss, man. You know, I think like Gene and Paul, they were so like business savvy. That they we recorded record fucking everything. everything, you know And they, they have like one of their A the couple of their first like gigs The video looks like shit But you can fucking see it, you know, it's kind of cool I wish, you know, obviously Ozzy had done that You know um, A couple of other things I can think of But man Yeah,
1: yeah. well speaking of that That's my thing I get, I've i been on uh, A kick on lately Is uh, just that That early Def Leppard right shit because you know I'm I just bounce off everything post high and dry like I don't really dig pyromania Mm -hmm. I certainly don't want to like hysteria it's just they change their style so much that and I've given a lot of things a lot of tries right you know and what for every reason I just can't once I hit pyromania I'm done with them
2: Mm -hmm.
1: but I think back to like if I was a teenager in 1980 and I heard that first Def Leppard record. Mm-hmm. They'd be like my favorite band in the world. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, they were, they were... They had that... They had the whole new wave of British heavy metal, right. cred. Yep, they were right around your age.
0: Were,
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Then they're also polished for... Very, very polished for their age. Right. They're all super young, but these dudes were a very, very, very tight band. Like yeah. Like, when you listen... Because like I, I checked out the uh, Def Leppard the early years, when you listen to the live recordings on that man, they're tight. They're a tight as fuck band in '78. Right. Just like these guys gelled together like perfectly at that time period. And they put out two really kick-ass records. And then they, I mean, it made sense in the long run. They made a fuck ton of money doing what they did. Yeah. But they did it. They also did it early enough in their career that uh, they didn't have a whole lot of, I don't want to say they didn't have a whole lot of fans, but they didn't have that huge amount of diehard fans to have like a backlash. So when they sell like forty million copies or ever and many it is of fucking uh, pyromania, yeah. that more than offsets the you know what five hundred thousand or something they sold like before that. Right. Thing. Like
0: right. So
1: yeah, it's like it's like okay, well some of these hardcore. You know, British heavy metal fans are probably might not dig this, this, you know, this direction we took, but right. millions upon millions of people all around the world are buying our record. Right. So fuck them. We don't have to worry about them. And now they'll sprinkle in the occasional song off that first album. Right. As like a treat to fans. Right. It's like when I, I sent you that video from a couple years back of them doing uh, Wasted. Right. And, uh, Dude's all like We're doing this Un-fucking-rehearsed I'm like That was not unrehearsed. No Give me a no. fucking break You had like Synced up lights And pyro for it Yeah <laughs> Yeah Yeah <laughs> But yeah. uh You know Don't You know But at the same time At least Vivian Campbell Got to do more Vivian Campbell shit Right uh, On a song like that
0: Right So
1: See I've been I think like
0: I think it's fine You know A band evolves You do what you want Whatever But I think, like, they should always play high and dry. They should always play Let It Go. I think, like, you know, there's certain songs that they should always play. And I think Iron Maiden, like, gets that. And maybe Def Leppard. But like you said, they have so many hits that, like, what hit are they going (coughs) to take out so they can play fucking Let It Go or whatever, you know?
1: Yeah. Well, you think... I don't know how many people in the crowd at this point are going to their first Death Leppard show, mm-hmm. but like, you gotta think that if you're gonna swap out something like, is the world gonna end if you don't play "Pour Some Sugar on Me" for the 80 billion? Oh, I
0: think it will. <laughs> but
1: I don't know. That's like I don't know if that's like their Iron Man or <laughs> yeah. I think <laughs> I think
0: that's the I think that's the song for the chicks. For like for like the slutty chicks or, which is basically yeah, well, like the slutty old ass broads at this point.
1: Yeah, them, jeez, those, but you know, you know what? I bet you you still see ditches. some
0: you still see some saggy old bear titties though at a fucking yeah. Def Leppard show. I bet. Yeah,
1: pour some pour some <laughs> sugar on these, man. <laughs>
0: you know it's funny. Lonnie doesn't like Def Leppard, man, and it's yeah. and it's like, and when she doesn't like something. She like won't really pay attention to it, so, so I was watching. I downloaded something. It was called um, VH1 Metal Mania, and it was like just all these metal videos, but the quality was really shitty. So I just kind of yeah. put it on and let it play or whatever. And um, and some old Def Leppard came on. They did the two videos from High and Dry that were just live, right? And uh, and I was like you know, digging it. And Lonnie's like, who's that? And I'm like, that's <laughs> Joe Elliott. I'm a like, singer for Def Leppard. And she's like, I don't know who he is. And I'm like, yeah, you do. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, we've seen him in concert, first of all. And I go, and then you, you know, whatever. And then this is what he looks like now. And this is what he goes, she's like, oh, he looks like an old lady now. And I'm like, yeah, well, <laughs> kind of. I'm like, a lot of these fools look like old ladies now. But, um, but yeah, she won't, she like, won't. Uh, every time she sees him, she acts like it's the first time she ever seen him because she just doesn't <laughs> like them, you know. And then she came, she went and she jumped in the shower, and when she came out, like a couple of videos had passed, and then it was photograph was playing. Who's that? Yeah, it was she. Yeah, she, <laughs> yeah she came out, and I, I was like, "Who's that?" And I'm like, "Steph Leber," and she's like, "Gay." I don't know. I was like, "Yeah, I guess, well, I guess so." She's like, "Photograph, okay, okay." Yeah. Well, it's
1: it's like you said though, you man. You you didn't realize this uh, until before. Um, you didn't quite realize that uh, you didn't realize her fuck that guy was uh, <laughs> as as high as it was right. in comparison to yours. Yeah, because you'd been like, you know, I don't like. I don't like Tommy like that much, and kiss and blah 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 blah. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> she's like, "Fuck that fool." Yeah, Fuck yeah him She, she goes up. The Camp Land guys better, <laughs> you know.
0: Yeah, totally. And it's
1: like, and you're like, "Whoa!" It's like I might have created a monster on that one. Yeah. I mean, because that happens a little time sometimes too. If it's, you know, you and your chick has solidarity. Yeah, totally. <laughs> you know.
0: Oh yeah, you know she's down to she's down
1: to throw down, over it. <laughs> yeah, man. Go box, go box, a motherfucker. Yep. That's like my my wife. The first time I did one of them DAP fan shows. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And you know you sell tickets for him. It's a bringer. Right. I sold just enough tickets to get a nice spot in the lineup because he organized you based on ticket sales.
0: Oh damn.
1: <laughs> so what what he what he does is. Uh, he spaces it out though. The person that sold the least amount of tickets, they go first. They got the bullet spot, mm-hmm. and they might not be a, be invited back. Mm-hmm. But then he has guys, you know, you know, comics that he's friends with, like you know Chris Clobber and shit like that. Mm-hmm. That they don't have to sell tickets, but he considers them like damage control
2: because mm-hmm.
1: these are all a bunch of new comics.
0: Right, right, right.
1: And uh, so, yeah. <laughs> So he spaces them out so you don't get, like, too many dudes eating shit in a row. Right, right. If somebody, if it goes wrong.
0: Yeah, somebody's got to stop the bleeding.
1: So what happened with me was uh, I sold just enough to go up right after uh, one of them. And they did very, very well. Right. Like, straight up, they crushed. Like, I can't even deny it. Right. And I go and I crush. And it's boom, you know, because I'm actually good, and he—I had a hot crowd to work from, right? And my wife's watching all this, and the gal that gets in the the feature spot basically, she's yeah. the one that sold the most tickets. She she got like sixty people to come out because yeah. she's got all her all the people from her church and her coworkers. Damn. And so before she even says a joke, it's just they just saying her name. Yeah. The comedy store is rocking. Damn. Ah, Standing O, basically. Yeah. And my wife was just sitting there with her arms folded like she didn't fucking deserve that. Yeah. She she just sold a bunch of tickets to her friends and shit. And now, like, she didn't earn that. She's not, like... A tested comic I'm like damn dude I didn't realize my chick Is like fuck that fool Right <laughs> Sometimes yeah. when it comes to me
0: <laughs> Right man, But uh, yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah So I mean Uh Other thing I wanted to talk about Is uh I have I have now had The song Wind of Change oh. Stuck in my head
0: <laughs> That's hilarious
1: For days That's because, hilarious Because uh you know they've been they've been hyping this podcast up on another podcast I listen to. Right. So they've been hyping that for like a week and a half or so, saying, "Hey, on May on May 11th, uh, check out the Wind of Change podcast. It's okay. an eight episode podcast, and it's going into this conspiracy theory that the CIA right. actually wrote the song Wind of Change for right. the Scorpions." Right.
2: could be so close like brown
1: And it was interesting. Listen, it's a very—it's I highly recommend it. It's a very fun podcast yes. to listen to. By the end of it, you could tell that the guy that's hosting it, like, I don't think he believes the CIA wrote "Wind of Change." Right. But it was fun for him following the trail of clues. Right. And he's talking to CIA operatives and shit. You know. Uh, yeah. Via connections and. They're all like, "Well, I never heard that, but it sounds like something the CIA is capable of." Right. And they talk about stuff like in the 60s when there was a revolution in Congo after uh, um after is, po- is just after like the Netherlands or whatever uh left. So it's post it's the new post-colonial age of Africa. So there's like revolution going on there. And um, The CIA Via this you know Shell company basically Mm -hmm. um, Decided they wanted to have like a Goodwill ambassador For the Republic of Congo Because at the moment their president Is cozying up to the USSR Right So they're trying to change public sentiment So they booked Louis Armstrong To go Tour the Congo Mm Mm-hmm. And he's doing shows there, free shows for 10,000 people. And Louis Armstrong was very, like, on the fence about even doing it. Like, he was like, man. I mean, on one hand, I get it. On the other hand, like, I'm a black man in America. Like, Jim Crow's still going on. Like, Fuck America sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he did it. But they do things like that, you know. They try to... Their their thing is to try to get Western values Via music and shit like that It's It works better Than sending you know politicians Out there but if a band Takes off You know and gets right. in it That's that helps Turn the tide and so then It becomes all about how the Scorpions Who are from West Germany
0: Right you know so they already have that Mentality because they yeah, are in The so, shadow of the wall
1: yeah. yeah So you know Klaus is saying he His dream Was to play In East Germany Right You know He grew up And he used to play Clubs You know In you know West Berlin mm. And he always said Like it was always Nerve wracking Because it feels like You're And that's what The song Crossfire um, mm-hmm. Is about Is you feel like You're stuck In between these Two warring powers Right So he, he admits, He's like We had political Songs before but um, so what I didn't realize, because we had talked about before, how you said around the time when the change came out was around the time you were kind of over the scorpions,
0: starting to starting to starting to be yeah,
1: like you weren't into the song right? right. It's like it's a power ballad, but I didn't realize how huge that song is in Europe. Oh yeah. A, And it was especially huge in Eastern Europe and in, you know, in the USSR and places like that. Mm -hmm. Like, so when the Scorpions, the first time they played there and then he writes the song afterwards. Right. So it's, you know, it really touched Klaus because he doesn't usually write the songs and the music like that. Right. But he sat down and felt like something spoke to him because... We take everything for granted Like you know When we go to a concert We're having a good time And this and that Mm -hmm. When those kids were going to a heavy metal concert In the USSR In 1989 Or whatever that show was Mm -hmm. They've never gotten to do that before Right This is the first time they've gotten to Like had that release Like they're not It's not just them having fun It's like they're They're able to do it Without feeling like the government's going to crack down on them for it. You know, right before that, you know, bands like the scorpions, they were getting big in Russia and shit like that through tape trading. Right. You know, and you know, they, they they're talking to a guy, this guy, he went to a Kiev Ukraine and he watches a show, you know, he goes to see uh, the scorpions play there and he's talking to some people in the audience and you have guys talking about how, uh, uh, one guy's saying, oh, I was a fan of the Scorpions when it was dangerous to be." Right. You know, and that's like something that I think we take for granted, you know, that it was never we might have there might have been some people that are like, oh, heavy metals, hokey. It's kind of lame. You know, I don't get it. But it, like we're never in danger of getting our heads bashed in by the, you know, right by the police over it where they were and these guys are all they it's really cool even if you know the the conspiracy theory is a bit out there right but what's interesting is this guy he interviews klaus at the end yeah and he's asking him oh how did you write the song and this and that and klaus is talking about all this you know he's talking about his songwriting process and how he even has they um there's some project going on that around that time that um, to commemorate, you know, the fall of the Berlin Wall and this and that. Mm-hmm. And they asked for or his, his handwritten, handwritten notes and stuff when he wrote the song. Right. And he still has them. And he's like, oh, luckily I dated him. He's like, I wrote the song about a month before the fall of the Berlin Wall. Right. <laughs> you know?
0: Right.
1: And uh, so it's a cultural touchstone there for things like that. Right. You know, so he's talking about all that. And then the the host, the interviewer, finally, you know, he's like, hey, what's this story about a CIA operative showed up at your hotel one time? And he's like, oh, yeah, you know, uh, it was so weird because they talk about this early in the podcast, like uh, Doc McGee told me I need to talk to this lady that Doc McGee's the manager mm-hmm. of... He's their manager and a manager Of a ton of bands at the time Like he managed Ozzy, he managed Motley Crue, he was managing Bon Jovi and all that And he's got a whole crazy story Where he was all wrapped up in the Noriega trial because He was a drug smuggler before he came Became a rock manager Wow, <laughs> nice but, life, um, shit No, it's an insane Podcast, dude, you gotta listen to it But I will. Uh, they're talking And you know and he said at one point a cia operative goes and all she asks she knocks on the door and asks uh asks klaus to whistle wind a change when to change for her mm-hmm. and then he did and then she left like she identified herself as cia and everything and he's like that was so weird like i you know it was so weird at the time i never thought much of it and the guy goes like well are you aware that there's this conspiracy theory that the CIA wrote the song or had something to do with the song? Mm -hmm. And he's like, what? No, what? And now even he's doubting, Oh, did the CIA somehow get involved in circulating my music back? (laughs) Right. Right. So he kind of blew Klaus's mind at the end. It was a very, it's a journey, dude.
0: (laughs) Right. You know, it's one of those things, man. It's like in those days, like you know, Iron Maiden was one of the first bands to go like behind the Iron Curtain and then yeah. the Scorpions and um, White Snake was one of the early bands too. But like you know when when that shit would happen in those days, there had to be like some kind of a debriefing process or something. Where they told them, okay, now you guys fucking go in here. You can do this. You can't do this. You can't do this. Don't say this. Don't say that. You know, whatever, whatever. If somebody fucking offers you whatever, say no. You know that type of shit. You know, so they don't well, get in trouble. Yeah. So the
1: interesting thing about that, according to uh, according to one of the guys that was involved, like because uh, they they're interviewing a bunch of people that were on that that tour mm-hmm. so they're they're in it that's how i've learned that um snake uh Sa- sabo mm-hmm. uh grew up with zach wilde oh
0: know? right
1: but they talked to both of them and snake was talking about like they thought they were gonna get some shit like that and there's another guy that was kind of like a manager type was saying was like oh yeah they thought we we're gonna get that they got none of that they, really they were take they went straight from the plane to their press to the press conference wow. and then they almost kind of turned them loose on uh, moscow <laughs> wow <laughs> and they said it actually became a problem because um motley crew was being motley crew right and uh basically they weren't being the best represent representatives like right the, like a lot of people were like who are these fucking douchebags you right. know but um they were, at the time, they were starting to get a little bit jealous because they were the first big band that this uh, Doc McGee signed. Mm-hmm. And his new project was Bon Jovi. Right. And they were worried that Bon Jovi was going to get preferential treatment to them and this and that. So you got drunk Tommy Lee basically running around Moscow asking how many people there know Motley Crue. Just accosting people.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Like, you
1: know, Motley Crue, say Say Tommy Tommy Lee, Lee. Motley Crue. Yeah. Like that kind of shit. And and it was funny because they were saying that the one the one band that wasn't doing that was the Scorpions because they had they're older and they also they're all from West Germany. So they all get it a bit more.
0: Yeah, totally.
1: So to them, they realize the seriousness of this situation, right?
0: Yeah. But, whereas Motley uh, Crue's just a bunch of fucking clowns.
1: From yeah. Fucking LA what's funny whatever. is uh, Klaus was—he tells a story. I don't want to harp on this one podcast too much, but it's a lot of funny shit. He's telling a story from that show, and he said uh, Skid Row opened. He's like, you know, these are the we're the first heavy metal bands to play Moscow, and the Olympic torches burning there still. And then, uh, and then Sebastian Bach is on stage like, "Come on, you motherfuckers!" Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) and he's like, "Oh, Jesus Christ!" He's like, oh, and, you know, Doc McGee was talking about the whole thing. He's like, did any, you know, he's like, they didn't know what a Cold War was, half the dudes I'd manage. I'd say, oh, yeah, the Cold War, do we need to bring jackets?
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we have to get under our desk?
1: Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was, it's, dude, it's a journey. It's just a fun podcast to listen to. I got to check that consider- shit out.
0: You know, I'm not like, like I said, I'm not much of a conspiracy theorist. But where I was going with that, even though I guess I was wrong about the debriefings, I was thinking that, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if there was some contact. If there was maybe like a, hey, you know what? It would really help us out if like you could write like some kind of a song about, you know, like change and like, you know, love and, you know, like how we all need to get along and shit like that. That would really be like awesome. (laughs) <laughs> and then class is like, oh, no, 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 winds have change, you know, but I mean, <laughs> I don't expect the fucking CIA write songs that well to well, actually Well, what
1: have it a- is, is um, this is the thing I learned about uh, uh, listening to this podcast. Um, they have CIA, uh, CIA officers and CIA agents. Mm hmm. And a CIA officer is someone that works, you know, in the build, you know, at the headquarters, this and that, like their, their job is they are CIA, a CIA agent, what everybody always, I think some people always call on that. Yeah. Is anybody they contract. Right. So they might.
0: So in they, that yeah, sense, might, it might be might the not, Scorpions.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So they might not. um They might not have their own in house songwriters, but they might contract a songwriter and have them work with the Scorpions or something like that. Right. You know, and say, say, hey, why why don't you nudge them in this direction? Right. Yeah, uh, man. So that's how that will work. So, anybody that's ever been like an independent contractor specifically for the CIA and a specific capacity is considered a CIA agent.
0: Right. So,
1: well I remember during
0: the during the Noriega thing and he wouldn't come out. And so they were blasting heavy metal. I think it was Metallica. <laughs>
1: Guns and Roses, oh. um, and they may have blasted Metallica. Yeah,
0: to try to get point. him out. So that I remember that. I'm trying to think of any other like. See, oh well, supposedly they killed John Lennon.
1: Yeah. Right? Well, oh yeah, that's why they supposedly uh, that MK Ultra shit and yeah. got Hinkley to. Yeah. Uh, not Hinkley. Uh, whatever. Uh, that was the dude that shot Reagan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Mark Mark David Chapman. Chapman, yeah. Um, Mk ultraed him and he killed John Lennon. Yeah, yeah, and that kind of thing. Now that dude was just crazy. Yeah, um, yeah. He originally was thinking about killing Paul McCartney. But <laughs> wow. I guess he decided he Paul was him already better. dead. See, but uh, yeah, no, I, I'm not a conspiracy theorist much myself uh, anymore. <laughs> right. I was never like to the extent like chemtrails and blah blah blah. But you know, when I was younger, like. I was like, man, there's got to be something behind like UFO shit and all right, right. right. So it can't all be see, shit.
0: See, I'm that guy. I'm skeptical about everything, but I'm also skeptical about your fucking conspiracy theory too, right? Yeah. So it's not like fucking oh, well, you know what? I'm fucking sure. I'm skeptical of all these fuckers, but you guys, man, you guys really got it all together. Yeah, you gotta figure it out. You know, I I was uh I I always thought you know Sam Tripoli. You know who Sam Tripoli is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he um he's a he's like a conspiracy nut. But yeah. I always kind of thought he was joking, you know. But he's I guess he's yeah. pretty dead serious about some of this stupid shit that he, that that they think. And the one that I saw today was some article from 2017 with that Dr. Fauci dude. Where he's, oh, yeah. where he's basically saying, yeah, for sure, in the next few years we're gonna have a, a fucking pandemic for sure, because that's just the way these these things happen, you know. So whatever, whatever. So more than likely during the Trump uh, administration there will be a, some type of a pandemic, and fucking so they so he put this out there, trying to say basically like, uh, here he is saying he's gonna cause it, and now he's yeah. caused it.
1: Right? You know, that's the thing is they they think all these guys are like secretly controlling everything but they're also constantly telling everybody about it. Right. Yeah. yeah. If yeah. I was going to cause a pandemic, I right. don't think I'd be on the record saying, "Hey. Right. <laughs> right. So I mean, but that's the thing is, yeah, pandemics happen." Right. So basically you know, that's what deep. I said,
0: right? And then so Sam, so Sam called me stupid or whatever. And so I, I was just like, man. I, so I put uh, like a scenario. I go, Sam goes to the guitar shop, right? <laughs> so, so Sam goes to the guitar shop, and the guy's like, hey, man, you might want to get some new strings for this thing. And Sam's like, like, no, nah, I'm good. So he goes this home. guy
1: for predicted. Right, he he's goes home break and, and breaks his strings. String, yeah.
0: Right, and he's like, that fucker sabotaged my strings. No, mm-hmm. man, he just knew that sometimes strings break.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean that's how it is. I've had one of those weeks, too. <laughs> you know, I had, a, you know, I'm not going to say names on this podcast right, right. now, you know, because it's all it's all over the Facebook groups and shit now. But right. I got into it with one chick whose boyfriend is also getting called out for some shit. But right. so I got into it, into it, both of them. But, you know, the first one, I wasn't even trying to start some shit. She posted a thing and it's like and it's a, a vaccine. It's a. It's a link to a uh, a patent on a virus, right? And she's like, "Oh, it's a you know something something respiratory syndrome coronavirus." Because a coronavirus is just a type of virus. It's it's by the shape of the virus. It doesn't right. mean there's a lot of different coronaviruses. Yeah, That's why it's COVID. It's you know. Yeah, It doesn't mean know.
0: that it's as dangerous as this one or anything yeah, like
1: that. But what? What it was is she's like, Isn't that crazy? And I clicked on it. And I was curious.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's, it's in, it has to do with the SARS virus from 2006.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's a patent on it. And when you go down the patent, it says what the point of the patent is. And it's a patent on, and this is kind of weird. It's not weird. It's just kind of, that's just how pharmaceuticals work. They mm-hmm. patent, they, they put a patent on uh, viruses. Right. Because, it's for the molecular material used to create the vaccine. Right. So it's them putting a patent on the vaccine in the end. But they patent the virus and then the vaccine.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So I, I screenshot that and I posted that. And I said, well, it's not that weird if you actually look at like what it's what it's saying on that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And she starts calling me a troll and tells me to get a fucking life. And I don't even know you. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, suit yourself, you know? And I unfriended her immediately. I was like, I ain't fucking with this bitch. She's crazy. Right. And, uh, my boy, Alan Henderson, before she started dating this other comment, he was kind of kicking it with her. Uh-huh. And he was going to try to fuck her. And he was like, this bitch is crazy. I'm out. Right. <laughs> right. But, um, so that all goes down and she keeps popping off on some other, uh, unrelated stuff about me a little bit. And I'm just ignoring her at that point. Cause I, there's a whole other thing, because there's that one, that that pandemic video that was going around. Yeah. And I was telling another comic, I'm like, this, this lady's been discredited. She's not, you know, it was lazy on my part. But what I did is I just, here, here's a screenshot from her Wikipedia page. Mm-hmm. And, of course, you get the Wikipedia is not a credible source of blah blah, blah And then this chick jumps in. Oh, you could tell anybody that's ever spent any time in an accredited university knows you can't use Wikipedia as a source. What a fucking idiot, like that kind of thing. Like, insult, call me stupid for using right. a Wikipedia article. Right. And I said, well, you know, in casual conversation amongst friends, mm-hmm. a Wikipedia article is fine. Yeah, it's a I synopsis. not source the fucking thing in a college paper. Right. <laughs> you know, there's yeah. different levels yeah. Of, you know, what what you're willing to do. And I'm not going to fucking deep dive for 10 hours with right. 100 sources.
0: Yeah. It tried to please yours. When I'm your... just
1: having a talk with another comic. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus. But that happens. And then her boyfriend comes back on Facebook. And he starts getting called out for being a joke thief. And
0: right. Yeah.
1: That's the drama of the day. You know, it's <laughs> it's funny,
0: man. Because I know some dudes. I know... People who have been accused Of being a joke thief Or whatever And generally speaking I don't say anything about it But the Because the reason Is that most of the time That I hear these things It's a very generic Oh he steals Or yeah, he There's
1: uh, no specific example
0: Right 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 But like for me I need a complaining witness Right? Like, I need the dude whose shit got stolen. And if he's <laughs> mad, then I'll get mad with him. You know what I mean? Or whatever. Yeah. But if there's nobody mad, if there's nobody saying that I'm the one that got rooked, then I just fucking leave it, whatever. Because otherwise, it's just like, you know, I don't care enough to put myself out there for that. You know what I mean? I yeah. Yeah.
1: And, you know, that's. Unless kind there's of a complaining
0: witness. Like normally,
1: I'm the same way. Yeah. Because I people kept telling me the same thing about this dude. Like, oh he's a thief, he's a thief. Right. He's a joke thief. He's a like and when I see stuff, I'm like, Well, I see what they're talking about, but he at the very least he's hack. Right. Like, he's just telling a bunch of hacky easy one liners Right. anyone can do it.
0: See, that's what I think. So that's what I pretty I much would I that's think.
1: That's how he was getting by with it, but then what happened was is he had been off Facebook for a month after being called out and mm. he came comes back on and the first joke he posts is super fucking hack mm. and super easy and you could tell and then uh sure enough somebody looked into it and they're like, Hey, check this out. Right. Boom. That exact joke on someone else's Twitter a week ago.
0: Right. Yeah. So I'm
1: sitting around going like, "Hmm." Well, you know, I speak up because nobody ever speaks up with these things. They right. always, for some reason, are at least now. Right. They're they're comfortable sitting on their hands and just letting it happen for right. whatever reason. Whereas That's back true. back when I first started, people would drag you for months if you got suspected of stealing jokes. Right. And like it's like our bo- our boy Ryan Shores. He accidentally did a bit from someone else like a, a famous bit like he didn't realize it at an open mic and someone pointed it out to him and he stopped doing it well yeah and then he apologized at an m- open mic he used his time to say hey I didn't realize I must have heard this bit another time and thought and regurgitated thinking it was mine right Uh I apologize That's... I, I will ne- it'll never something like this is never going to happen again I learned I learned about how to, you know, I'm, I'm right. learning how to really find my own voice. Right. So he still got dragged by people for months and months and months. And you got comics claiming, oh, Ryan's a joke thief. And one comic who was not particularly good said, well, I can't because I, people are ragging on him going like, dude, you suck. You know, you're not a very good comic. He's like, well, Ryan sure stole all my good material.
0: And then oh, Ryan confronted wow.
1: him and scared the piss out of him.
0: Yeah, right. <laughs> but yeah.
1: things like that, like, it, people took it a lot more serious before it felt like. But this has been going on. So what I did was I posted that the joke itself from that chick's Twitter. Right. I just posted on my page. No comment. Didn't say anything. Right. And sure enough, this dude, he's the first to like it and first to, first to jump, jump on it. Right. Oh, no, not again. Oh, my God. I can't believe... Parallel thought again, because people keep going like, yo, this, that people keep calling him out. Right. And he keeps claiming it's parallel thought. Right. And at some point, no, it's not. You can't, if you're constantly Constantly having the same jokes as other people. Yeah. It's not parallel thought anymore. Like it's, it's happening to you specifically over and over. So that's when he caught, he jumped on that. And at first I was like, "Uh uh-huh. And then I had a drink. Right. (laughs) And that's when I jumped up back on and said, "Well, you know what right from from where I stand, either you're either you're not particularly original or you're a thief, right, and it keeps happening to you, and he's like, Well, if those are my two options, I guess I'm not very creative right <laughs> like that well, you know that
0: keep- the other day i and and this is just what I do, you know and and just sometimes to uh sometimes it's specifically." For the purpose of making sure... And sometimes it's just out of curiosity to see how many other people have thought of it, you know? But I'll just... um, I'll just, like, search the punchline of the joke on Twitter. You know, basically. And and if there's a bunch of fucking things that are kind of like what I was thinking, then I just don't fucking say it. You know I mean? You know? and, And if I'm, like, the only one, I'm like, wow, that's fucking awesome or whatever but you know I mean I because I think of stupid shit all the time like the other day uh, I was because I just looked up my my Twitter search to to uh, make sure but um, the other day I was just thinking of uh, of uh, like some chick right and like if she and so some uh, the dude asks her uh, if she's been with a lot of guys right mm-hmm. and so she's like man why does everybody always ask me that Right. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so just by the answer, you can tell you build a lot of fucking guys, so, but I was just like, Oh, it's kind of funny, but I went and searched. Why does everybody ask me that? And there's yeah. a bunch of fucking variations of that joke. Right. So, you just so leave it's it just alone like, ah, point. you know, just leave it and whatever. And then there's no danger of it, you know, because, because like you, you say that it's not, people don't take it that serious or whatever Maybe people don't Or maybe people just Are afraid to call Other people out But I fucking take it serious Dude it would be like The end of the world For me if fucking Somebody said yeah. You know Hey your shit ain't Fucking yours Yeah, that, well, yeah Fuck that
1: yeah. That's why I feel like My material is fairly safe Because I have a lot of shit That's just me specific you Right know? It's like shit about me Shit about You know Story You know Stories of shit that happened to me, right? And that, like, so it's you know, it's it's harder to steal. There you You know, like nobody's. You're not gonna get another guy going out there finding a way to steal your bit about how you got the name Big Frog, right?
0: (laughs) You know, (laughs) know? right. But there you um, go.
1: There is shit, you know, but it's like I don't know. Like for me, sometimes though, there is an appeal uh, for me when. Everybody's trying to do the same joke Yeah Trying to find a way to do it better Yeah With a twist on it Like there's been so many With the whole murder hornets thing Right There's been so many people out there making that. That's what that joke originally was The murder hornets would sound like Sounds like a killer name for a roller derby team Right
0: Or fucking
1: And that's the one that So and so got called out for But Right Um and then there's like, oh yeah, murder hornets, you're gonna get a bunch of bands named murder hornets yeah.
0: now. I would say a little Thanks kid punk band.
1: Little kid punk band, yeah. <laughs> but uh my but I sat there and I think it only got like two likes because I think I got a little too out there with it. Right. I was like, how can I make a joke about right. it without actually saying it? Right. So my joke was uh somewhere right now, a wasp cover band is frantically trying to write original material to get their big break. Yeah. So the, you know, the fucking the implication is the band is called Hornet or something Right. Like that. Yeah, 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 You know. Right. And but I don't I don't know if it, you know, but it's a pretty out there reference. Yeah, band.
0: you got to get you got to get there. Yeah.
1: But it's but that's the thing is it's a thinker. <laughs> you
0: know the, <laughs> but the I funny, funny thing, thing is, thing. man, that like I'm over here and I've been offered a couple of different things and so far i haven't done anything cuz you know they got the virtual thing mm. they got the drive up thing or whatever cuz i i mean we don't even really know what comedy's going to be looking like here you know for a while
1: yeah um and what, well, and,
0: and like what what topic is there going to be like uh uber All your Uber jokes gonna go away Now what's gonna be like (laughs) topics that are That are good or not good It's fucking It's a trip it's weird right now
1: So I wasn't doing anything the other day (laughs) You know Yeah so the other day I went nowhere. Right. Uh, like that's all the setups now. It's like I mean there's gonna be that one chick that's still gonna talk about how she went to Blockbuster the other day.
0: Right. 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 That
1: was my favorite one. It was when I was at a show and that 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 was that Mary prantle chick that was an insane person. Oh yeah. And yeah, I saw yeah, her yeah, do yeah. a bit. So I'm at Block. I was at Blockbuster Video the other day, and I'm like, that's just not logistically possible.
0: Right. <laughs> yeah. You know.
1: Yeah. And, really. That was a couple years ago, and I'm like. Unless you are no, going to say, I no, was at
0: Blockbuster uh, the other day. Yeah, it's a dentist office now. Yeah, because was, it yeah. wasn't even that. It Mine was like is. that
1: was the thing. It's like uh, she opens with that, and she's talking about like having some. I was tuning her out after that terrible setup, right? But the joke didn't rely on it being Blockbuster video,
0: right? Could have been anything.
1: It could have uh, been anything. All she had to do was change it to anything right. else. But like that's. That's how lazy she is as a writer. Uh, if she had a joke that I'm sure she told in the early two thousands yeah. and never updated it. Right. And it's like Fuck, man. That's
0: Right. I don't know. But, she, wrote, you know <laughs> she probably wrote it when there was like five blockbusters left, not realizing yeah. that fucking Yeah, I never uh I never got acquainted with that because I had already heard so many crazy things. So I was just like, Yeah, no. No,
1: no. Oh well, yeah, neither did I. The second I heard all about that shit, I was like, "No, thank you." Yeah. No, <laughs> but uh, uh, our boy uh, Kendrick, rest in peace. he's like, "She's kind of cute." And I'm like, "Don't."
0: Oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. <He>
1: was, <laughs> yeah. I remember that. And I was like, "Don't, don't, don't." That's the kind of chick you'll like hook up with, and then she'll ruin your life. out. Oh
0: yeah, course. dude. Yeah, and and she yeah. and and it'll look like you did it it'll look like you know what i yeah. mean because she'll tell everybody she's fucking because i don't know she got like supposedly all these stalkers right like that yeah, ruined well, her yeah that's life. the
1: thing is is when i was talking to someone like dude she that's her she make she's like stalking herself for right. attention so right. she posts all these things about herself as like uh, anonymous and da da da. i am like yeah no this chick will legitimately ruin your life like oh man <laughs> like because like, i remember um one of the things that came out about what happened is she was having an affair with a married dude. Oof! And uh, he he broke it off, and you know, as you do, which you know I wouldn't. Obviously, I'm a married man that would never do something like that. Right? Oh, Jesus, yeah. Right. He does he he does this shit and then he breaks it off, and then she starts texting his daughter. Ooh, his teenage daughter i've been fucking your dad blah blah blah, blah, blah. like that like this bitch is a psychopath but right yeah, no good metal story we're having right now but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> this was the shoot the shit episode to make sure we this whole recording via zoom works right so was, far so good on this end idea.
0: seems like it's working
1: yeah well we'll see when it gets mixed right I've kind of a couple times i've Sort of try to adjust my mic volume here so it might get a little louder and a little lower. Okay. But uh, so you can kind of figure it out. But I left it at where it's at now. Cool. Because it looks like the the lines are a little bit more favorable. <laughs>
0: yeah, there you go. So, Got favorable
1: lines. That's yeah, always good. Yeah, but this whole thing was we wanted to. This is my idea to shoot. Let's just shoot the shit, catch up. And that way. We don't try this out on like a for real episode that we're trying to do, and right? And like lose an entire one, like that, right? Yeah. So uh, I think we're coming up on uh, we're at fifty three minutes right now. Fifty three. So anything you want to plug? <laughs> uh, yeah,
0: I'll be at the Ramona Main Stage, just me. Yeah. No,
1: <laughs> just me. I'll be at the Ramona Main Stage. Uh, I got Zip. evicted, so I'm. I got a yeah. squat. I might somewhere. have to crash there. Um, yeah, but
0: they're gonna let me crash under the stage yeah actually, man yeah. so you i know, actually
1: have something to plug here a little bit cool uh i decided you know i i put some feelers out there to see if anybody would actually be interested and anybody would listen or well not so much listen but read because i'm not going to do another podcast but uh i did do you know i did that storytelling thing with boob um a couple weeks back and i that might still be up but um so i have my i, I started my video game blog uh it is live right now. I have the only thing I've posted on it is kind of like an introduction thing, but it's uh, oldschoolmemories.net. Um, so that's gonna be my blog that I do, you know, just talk about like fucking video games and shit that I played when I was a kid. Um, cool. So that's gonna be that's my side project now.
0: So. Right. <laughs> We're all about the nostalgia, I guess.
1: Yeah. Well, <laughs> we ain't got nothing else going on, man. Right. Damn straight, <laughs> the, man. The the future, that's for sure. The future is not looking bright Man so.
0: Yeah, just one day, you know
2: Yeah
1: And then,
0: and then you know I'm I living mean, my
1: life like an alcoholic One day at a time, man Yeah, you
0: know, pretty soon there's, Right when uh, right when this virus shit starts going away We're gonna get that little rumbling under Yellowstone where Yeah that's fucking...
1: <laughs> Then that's when the super volcano goes off Yeah, sure. so,
0: yeah. you know Whatever, man I mean, fucking I'm glad. I, I I almost kind of feel like I'm glad for all the concerts that I decided to go to, and kind of bummed for a couple
1: that I that I said, "Oh, I'll see him next year," you know. Yeah, so. I'm just like, man, there was no, there was literally no way we we're gonna get to see Ozzy Osbourne.
0: Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no fucking way. Yeah,
1: there was no, there was no world we get to see Ozzy at this yeah. point. It was like. If it wasn't one thing, it was another, it was another, it was another, or it would have been canceled because of COVID. Yeah. Like, I've yeah. never...
0: Yeah, if he made a, if he had made a miracle recovery, we still wouldn't fucking see
1: it. Yeah. I'm just... The, <sighs> so, like, the saga of the tickets would have ended one way or the other. One I'm just, the like, other.
0: I'm
1: happy we went and saw Kiss at the yeah. sports arena. Right. And I'm also happy I didn't even buy my, oh, my tickets for... You know when they go to Chula, right? Because we we don't know when that's going to happen. Right, it does at this point? So yeah, uh, yeah I'm glad I, I saw Ace right before I went and had surgery. I'm glad we saw Kiss yeah. you know, last year. I'm glad. So yeah, I'm happy for all the bands I saw. I am bummed I didn't go to go see Maiden when they're up in L.A. Yeah. Uh, little bummed I didn't see Priest with Deep Purple. Yeah, but yeah, you know.
0: I had tickets for Last in Line, and I actually just got a rescheduled date, like I think like in December or something. Mm. So, you know, who, that, that, if they do it, I'll go, you know. And um, I had tickets for Santana and Earth, Wind & Fire, which like I guess that's canceled too. But Yeah. So that well, would have been a good The is, problem is,
1: is all the bands we like, they're like right in the fucking danger zone. Right. right? <laughs> <That> <laughs> might just virus. be it. <laughs> yeah,
0: that might just be it, man.
1: It's it's a bunch of old guys that are like, oh, they have like a twenty five to thirty percent mortality rate if they get sick.
0: Yeah, fuck. You
1: know, I don't, I don't want to like go to a fucking show and cough and that Judas Priest dies. Like
0: (laughs) Bruce would just be like, I need to keep
1: flying. We just need to stay constantly in the air. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, it's it's interesting. We we don't know what the world's gonna look like after all this, and you know. We've been, you know, the world's been through pandemic pandemics before, and it eventually gets back to normal. And it's, I'm hoping once a vaccine is made,
0: it will be good. Things
1: will things will just be normal again, right? You know, right. I'll, I'll wait in line. I'll get my shot, and then everybody can go back to enjoying life too. as back they to did. Back to concerts
0: and comedy, man. Concerts and comedy. You know, that'll be nice. Shit. My Either phone's people are going to be really so-
1: desperate to see comedy. Or uh, all these fucking Zoom comedy shows are going to kill it. and then Yeah.
0: <laughs> and, then, and then we'll never get anyone to come out again.
1: Yeah. yeah. It's like, well, fuck. This is the best they can do. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, man. All right, man. My phone's dying, so we better cut this short right around here. All right. Let's, all right. So okay. it seems good. It seems like we could do this. Uh, well, let, let's mix it first, and we'll see what happens. And then, but okay. I, so far, I think... Good chance. Yeah.
1: All right. All right, so, man. You, you're going to count count to three and then I hit stop here then? <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: it, yeah. I'll just fucking do it. All right. So that's been another episode of the Metal Shop Podcast. Until the next one, this is me, Big Frog. Me, Mike Castleberry. And we are out. You can press stop now. Thank you.